Ephesians chapter 3. This morning we talked a little bit in uh, Sunday school on Ephesians 1 a little bit. But uh, I figured we'll skip over our chapters and go to 3. You got your Amplified too? <clears throat> Good. I like that. Ephesians 3, starting with verse 14. It says, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father. You got it yet, Noah? No, go ahead. I can wait just a minute. I'm going to in a minute. I tell you what faith it was on, but mine is different than yours. They said it's on page 1376. 864, Noah. Page 864. I might go to some other ones after this, but you ain't, you ain't got to turn it in. I'll probably be coming back to this one. I'm slow, y'all. Go ahead. Ephesians 3, starting on verse 14. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all things what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly above, abundantly above, all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Now, Beth, I want you to read third, uh, verse 19. That you may really come to know practically through experience for yourselves the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge of thine experience, that you may be filled through all your being, unto all the fullness of God, may have the richest measure of the divine presence, and become a body wholly filled and flooded with God Himself. I like the way the Amplified puts it. It puts a lot of words in there, but good thing, the difference, they say it's a woman's Bible, but I can I can listen to that. Holly might tell me you don't listen to me, but <laughs> I can listen to that if I if I got it to look at and I can I can concentrate on it, I can put it all in, I can soak it all up and absorb it. When she's talking real fast, I ain't digging myself a hole. But when she's talking real fast, it's hard for me to get it all sometimes. But uh, the two verses I really wanted to pay attention to was verse 16 and verse 19. And 16, it says that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. And the reason why he's saying this prayer, he's saying, because this is a prayer that he's saying, it's like, this is what I, I want to pray. I want to bow my knees and, and to the Father and say that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in your inner man. So our inner man is our spirit, our, our, uh, our belly, our inside, the main part of us. 
So he's saying, I want you to be strengthened with might by my spirit. And in order to do this, the reason for this being done is, for one, you're not even going to be able to know and comprehend the love of God unless you're strengthened with might by his spirit. So that, that's something awesome to think about. It's like, man, I, I'm not even going to be able to comprehend the love of God unless God gives me strength by his Holy Spirit in my inner man. Um, but he says, and that you would be filled with all the fullness of God. And I got thinking, I said, what is this feeling of all the fullness of God? Because we prayed that prayer. David's been praying that prayer with us a, a good while now. And uh, it's like, what is the feeling of all the fullness of God? And it's everything that God is. Everything that God is, he placed into Jesus. And he wants to place it into us. Um, his glory, his might, his riches, his wisdom, uh, his help healing, all the blessings that he has, um, his anointing, the healing virtue, all being put into us. But we've got to have the strengthening of the spirit in our inner man to receive it. Um, and the reason why we can receive this is because of what Jesus did for us. Because he paid the ultimate price so that we could receive this. We talked about it a little bit in Sunday school this morning. And I told him I won't going to talk about it. And uh, I won't necessarily plan on talking about it tonight, uh, but I've been studying, basically, this, the Bible is about two men. And if you don't understand, I, I think Mark came to put it like this, if you don't understand the two men in the Bible, then you won't understand the gospel message. And the two men is Adam, the first man, God's man, Adam, that he created. And Adam come into the world and he had, in the beginning, he was given dominion over everything. And all the animals and all the plants and all that was created, he was given dominion over it all. But then he turned around and through his disobedience, through his sin, he brought sin into the world. And as a result of sin coming into the world, death came into the world. That was a byproduct of sin. But then there was the second man, Adam, which was... Jesus and Jesus came into the world and through his righteousness he went to the cross and took our place for our sin that had come into the world so he took the place of death and sin on the cross for our sake and then because of his righteousness the byproduct of that was God's favor grace grace another way of looking at it is God's favor so as a byproduct of grace, we have eternal life. And I've seen it more in a clearer picture. I, I knew that kind of stuff before, but man, I, this past week or two weeks, I've been looking at it. I've seen it, and it's just opened up to me. You ever had a light bulb moment? A light bulb moment might be when, when Holly, oh, I don't know, Holly's looking at her, at her watch, you know. I ain't got that look before I'll think down it. <laughs> like when somebody tells you it's right here in the refrigerator it's right here right in front and I've been standing there for five minutes and can't find it and then I see a light bulb <laughs> and I oh there it is I found it I don't hold the door open for five minutes all the time does he uh, holly huh <laughs> I said does he holly 
<laughs> but what all did Jesus pay for? Everything that he paid for, he paid for our salvation. But our salvation, a lot of times we look at it, we look at it as it's just one simple thing. Like, okay, I'm not going to hell. My sins are forgiven and I'm not going to hell. But he gives us freedom from sin, freedom from all the bondages of sin. He gives us uh, healing, prosperity. And one of the things that he paid for was us to be able to have a new creation, or, or rather a new created spirit. And that's when we get born again, we have a new created spirit. Um, I think one translation had, had put it as, uh, or commentary had put it as, um, you're a new creature that is new in kind and being like nothing else ever been created before. So you're completely new and God put part of his spirit inside of you, the Holy Spirit. And uh, so we're completely new and we got that new spirit. So now we can come to God and we can receive the fullness of God. We can re receive the strengthening of uh, the Holy Spirit in our inner man. One of the things also that Jesus paid for was with this is this prayer in Ephesians that we were able to get this fullness of God's presence. We can get the fullness of God, uh, which includes his glory. Um, one of the things I got looking at, I was talking about in Sunday school this morning, uh, the glory of God. And there's a, a commentary that had put it, I heard Mark Hankins talking about it. He said that the glory of God in this commentary said that there's no one English word that can sum up what glory means. Because it encompasses so many things. It encompasses uh, splendor, uh, majesty. Um, it was, uh, glory was honor. Uh, let's see, weight, riches, wealth. Uh, Holly and I were listening listening to a message Mark Hankins was talking about. He said, every time you say glory, because it's, it's a law of first mention, he said the first time it was mentioned, it talks about wealth. So every time you're saying glory, you're saying wealth. Wealth is coming to me. Glory to God. Glory That's to what God. Holly did. <laughs> She's like, if wealth is coming, she said glory. glory. Uh, encompassed in God's glory is his presence. Um, it also means like weighted down, weighted down with blessings, and his blessings is innumerable. Um, one definition of glory, like I said, is is weight, which implies heavy. And I touched on this this morning. It says weight implies heavy, and heavy has a definition. I, I get stuck last night, the other night, whatever night it was, last night I guess. I get stuck in these word studies. And I look up this word, and I said, well, what does this word mean? All right? It gives me a definition. I said, well, that word there, that's in the definition. What does that word mean? And I might know what heavy means, but I don't know what it means. I mean, what's heavy? What's heavy to me might not be heavy to you. So I look up heavy. What's heavy mean? What's this word mean? And I get so confused and stuck on definitions that I got to take a break. Go do something. I said, I'm going to take a break and go eat some, some pie. So that's what I did. I come back to it and I was refreshed. And uh, 
but heavy has a definition as loaded. And I looked at that two different ways. I said, man, I said, loaded. And I was like, have you ever seen somebody walking down the road? They might have just come out the bar, just come out something, or they've been partying. You say, they loaded right now. They drunk, or they high, or whatever the thing is. That's a, that's a, a way of looking at loaded. Another way of looking at it is, what do you do with a gun? Either it's empty or it's loaded. If it's loaded, then it's got some power shoved in it. It might be shoved into a metal casing, but it's, it's got it's full of powder, ready to explode. And uh, the Holy Spirit is, is a power, a powerhouse. But how do we receive this fullness of God, this glory that we've been talking about? In Ephesians 3 and 16, it says that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by the Spirit in the inner man, and to know the love of Christ in verse 19, which passes knowledge that you be filled with all the fullness of God. So we see that it's going to happen by his Holy Spirit. That's how we're going to receive this fullness of God by his Holy Spirit. But how does that all take place? And it's like saying, I, I was reminded of, uh, it was talking about Mary when she, uh, we see it in the video at the Christmas play thing that we did, and I think David might have touched on it before, that said, uh, the angel said to her, said, you're going to have a baby. She said, well, how's that going to happen? I don't know. I ain't been with no man. He said, well, the Holy Spirit's going to come on you. Well, she still ain't understand what that meant, I don't imagine. Would you understand that? I wouldn't. But there's something that happens when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And I Holly and I listened to it the other night in Psalms uh, 29. It talks about the, the glory of God and then the voice of God. And the voice is the manifestation of, of God's presence and what his, uh, what his presence does. When his presence comes on the scene, it causes mountains to quake and to tremble and uh, forest to be cleared. It causes deer to uh, calve. The way it put it in the King James was calve. It means to give birth from what I understood. So when we get in God's presence, there's a birthing that can happen. There's, there's a, ideas can come to your mind. Ideas can come to your heart. There, there can be a, a calling that it places on your life. There can be something, a revelation, a, a seed that drops down in you. Because when you get in his presence, whether it's in the presence of his word, in the presence of his glory, then there's something that is birthed inside of you. And it, it can begin to unfold in and work up in you. Um, one of the things I, I thought about is that a lot of times we're still, I've got the promises of God. I've looked at his promises and his word. I know his promises. Now I'm sure there's some I, I don't know, but, and I've claimed these as mine, but I'm still experiencing some lack in my areas of my life. I've still seen some areas of my life that I'm not seeing this goodness of God. I'm not seeing the fullness of God that Ephesians here talks about I can have. And it's sort of like Jesus paid for it, but it ain't come to my door yet. I, I got thinking about Amazon. Anybody ever ordered anything for Amazon? Anything off of the internet? Out of the catalog. 
old Sears and broke up catalog or something. I know some of y'all remember them catalogs that come out. Oh, yeah. I remember them. I'm young. How about you? Yeah. <laughs> when you order it sometimes, it seems like it takes forever to get to the house. It seems like it's, on, it's in transit. Nowadays, now, I, unless they had that technology back then, I, I don't think they did when I was a little boy, but now you can get online and you can look and they can say, well, it's in transit. Well, I, even with the technology we got in transit, don't tell me a whole lot. That just means it's somewhere moving down the road. And it ain't moved to my house yet. And sometimes it's like, man, I, I wonder if they got, did they get lost? Maybe the GPS ain't working. They don't know where Dressel's at. <laughs> yeah, or maybe they sent it to the wrong address. But that's the kind of things that it seems like with the things that God sometimes, it's like, God, it's like, I've been claiming this. It's like, it's almost like, did, did you send it to the wrong one? It's been waiting, it's been in transit for a while and I hadn't received it. You paid the price for it. If I bought you something and we ordered it together online and I bought it for you, I said, here's my card. I said, you ordered on, you go on the computer and order it online. Then I paid for it, but you're waiting to get it and it's done been three weeks and you ain't got it yet. You ain't heard nothing out of nobody, but you paid for it, you claimed it. When you clicked the order, you claimed it and said, that's mine, I'm gonna get that. And the, the card you used, that, it was cool, I didn't use no empty card, it had money on it. So it was paid for, but we hadn't received it. Jesus said in uh, John 7 and 37, if you want to turn there, fine. Uh, John 7 and 37, it says, in the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Here we see that when Jesus said this, you see in that last verse, in verse 39, it says, he was speaking of drinking from the Holy Spirit. So there's, there's something, there's a part we play in it too, besides just claiming it. He's got a fountain there, a, a well of living water for us to drink from, but we got to drink from it. And here you, it shows you what you're drinking when you're drinking this living water. And this was something, all this is new revelation to me. Um, but it's good, is that when he's talking about drinking this water, he's talking about drinking from the Holy Spirit. Um, 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 12, verse 13. I'm going to read this in the Passion Translation. I, it's a beautiful translation. I, I like the way it puts a lot of stuff. Um, it says, for by one spirit, and this was also in our Sunday school lesson this morning, it says, for by one spirit, we all were immersed and mingled into one single body. And no matter our status, whether we are Jews or non-Jews, oppressed or free, we are all privileged to drink deeply of the same Holy Spirit. 
So here we have another reference that we're drinking. That's what we're drinking. When he refers to the water, he's referring to us drinking the Holy Spirit. It's symbolic. But in order to have these rivers of living water, it talked about, I brought my Bible because I was like, man, I don't know if I'm going to keep going back and forth, but I think I got this. Um, he said, he that believeth on me, as the scriptures have said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Notice it, it didn't say trickles of living water. It didn't say a river. It said rivers. Rivers. So that's, that's a lot of water. Rivers. But that's going to happen as we come to him and drink. And it's like, well, how do I drink? From the Holy Spirit. Because he's not up here to where I can just do it. But Jesus used figuratively when he talked about you got to eat my flesh and drink my blood. He won't talk about eating his human flesh and drinking his literal blood. So it was, it was figuratively speaking. But we eat his flesh every time we, every time we read the word and, and meditate on the word. Um, but I said drinking. So how I said drinking something. I think I told her this the other night. I said drinking is something I know about. I know something about drinking. He didn't say, come to me and think about me. He said, come to me and drink. Now, smoking something I know about too. Y'all don't look at me, you know, too bad or anything. I, I ain't always been a Christian. But uh said, smoking is something I know about. I used to smoke marijuana. Now, one thing about, I'm glad he didn't use that illustration. Because see, you can be beside somebody that's smoking marijuana, or as I call it, weed. You can be beside somebody smoking weed, and you not actually be partaking of it. And because of the the potency of it and the smoke of it, if you begin to smell it too much, you can get what's, what they call as a contact buzz, because you were just in contact around the person that was doing it. So you can get high off of it. And you didn't even partake of it yourself. You just happen to be in, in the place that they were. But he didn't use that illustration. He used drinking. And drinking, I'm not going to get drunk. Just If you're over here drinking a bunch of liquor and I'm standing right here, I'm give you a screwdriver. <laughs> I'm not going to get that screwdriver. I'm not going to get drunk. I'm not going to get accused of having a drink. I'm not going to be having a drink if just being beside you. I'm not going to get anything off of that alcohol just being beside you. The only way I'm going to get a drink, the only way I'm going to get drunk or under the influence of the alcohol is for me to actually have a drink. If you want to get like the folks on the day of Pentecost, they, see that was a reference that was used on them then. They said, said they got to be drunk. Listen to them folks. Look at them folks. They're drunk. And the guy up said, no, they ain't drunk like you suppose. He didn't say they weren't drunk. He just said they ain't drunk like you suppose. That means they were drunk on something. They've been drinking. How did they drink? How did they drink on, on the Spirit? They were drinking on the Holy Spirit, but how did they drink on the Holy Spirit? 
in uh, Isaiah chapter 12. We're talking about rain. I'm thirsty. You want some, John? Isaiah chapter 12, starting with verse 1. It says, At that time you will say, I will, this is the God's Word translation. I, I didn't look it up in the King James for time sake. I didn't do that. Uh, it says, At that time you will say, I will praise you, O Lord. Although you have been angry with me, you turned your anger away from me and you comforted me. Look, God is my Savior. I'm confident and unafraid because the Lord is my strength and my song. He is my Savior. In verse 3, it says, With joy you will draw water from the springs of salvation. At that time you will say, Praise the Lord. Call on his name. Make his deeds known among the nations. Make them remember that his name is highly honored. Make music to praise the Lord. He has done wonderful things. Let this be known throughout the earth. Shout loudly and sing with joy, people of Zion. The Holy One of Israel is great. He is among you. So why do you draw water from a well? Now in the old days, now some, some of them still got wells and they just got a pump that pumps it out. In the old days they had wells. Why would you draw water out of a well? To get something to drink. Some, well, you might use it for bath time or whatever, different purposes. But ultimately, your body needs water to survive and to thrive. So if you're going to have any kind of life to you, you better get some water. I think they say you can't go without but three days. Well, spiritually speaking, our body needs water too. It needs the living water of God. It needs the Holy Spirit. So we got to drink from the Holy Spirit. And I, I believe in these this right here chapter and these, these verses, it, it gives us a good idea how we do that. Um, it says again looking in verse 3 it says with joy you'll draw water from the springs of salvation so we're drawing it up with joy when we begin to think about the promises of God we begin to look in the word and we find the promise of God in his word then we're finding we, we sing that let me switch around we sing that song fill my cup Lord y'all ever sung that I was thinking about it this afternoon fill my cup Lord I fill it up Lord Come and fill this longing of my soul. Oh, I mix words around. I make up my own sometimes. But, because uh, I don't remember. But here's my cup, Lord. Fill it up. But the thing is, is we got to fill our cup sometimes with his word. And what happens so many times is when we get our cup filled, we might find God's promises in his word. We find the things in his word and we're filling our cup so that we can drink these blessings. We can drink this fullness of God. The fullness of God includes his prosperity, his blessings, his healing, his miracles, uh, wealth, uh, blessings upon blessings. And so when we find these blessings in his word, we're filling our cup up. But so what happens so many times is people don't drink the cup that they feel. And the way that we drink the cup that we feel is we do like that verse 
And the next verse says, uh, verse 4 says, at that time, after you've done drawing up the water, you've drawn it up with joy because I'm joyful that I know in God's word, I'm fine. if I find God's word, like Holly said this morning, I found God's will. So when I draw up that water and I draw up those scriptures and I say, all right, this is God's will for me. I can be healed. This is God's will for me. I can be prosperous. This is God's will for me. I've got a sound mind. When I find these things and I'm filling up my cup, then I got to drink the cup. And the way that I drink the cup is at that time, in verse 4, it says, you will say, praise the Lord. What you're doing, you're opening your mouth. How do you drink? If you want to get drunk, do you get an IV bag and have it hooked up in your veins and take alcohol into your, your arm? You don't do that. Do you smell it? No, you don't do that. You drink it through your mouth. You're not going to ever take a, cup, a drink of, of water, whiskey, wine, the Holy Spirit without opening your mouth. So you got to open your mouth. So when you begin to open your mouth and you begin to praise God and claim that as your own and say, God, I'm thanking you ahead of time by faith that this is mine. I'm using the God kind of faith and I'm calling those things that are not as though they were. I'm calling, I'm calling my body healed. I'm calling my bills paid and I'm praising you and I'm putting it to your account like that you've already done it. You're putting it to my account that you have by giving it to me in your word and I'm putting it to your account and saying that, hey, I know that you've done it and I'm going to give you praise and glory for it. And when you do that, then you're starting to drink. How do you know that you've been drinking? How do you know whether you got a drink or not? By the spiritual feeling. There, there's a out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. So there's something that's going to stir up in your inside, in your belly. When it talks about your belly, it's not just your, your physical belly. It's your inner man, your spirit man. And there's something, there's strength that's going to arise. There's joy that's going to arise. So when we, when we begin drinking from the Holy Spirit, praising God with our mouth wide open, giving them praise and giving them thanks, giving them honor, then there's a there's a stir and it, it makes me think every time I think about it, I think about Pooh Bear. <laughs> you ever watch Pooh Bear? Johnny, come on now. Winnie the Pooh. Rumbly in my stomach. That's why you got a pink shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all hear it? <laughs> I have to wear purple next time, Johnny. I done got way off, but he messed me up with that pink shirt. <laughs> when you get full of alcohol, you get drunk. When you get full of the Holy Spirit, you get drunk. That's that's what they were on the day of Pentecost. Now you ain't got to drink till you get drunk, but you can drink. Because if you don't drink, your spiritual life is not going to flourish. Just like a, a plant's got to have some water, it's drinking it up through its roots, but it's drinking it up. It's got to have it to thrive. You ain't going to have very good tomatoes if you don't ever get a thing no water. Um, part of our drinking is our believing. Um, John chapter 7 and 37 
think I already read that, but it says, In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. So our drinking's got something to do with our believing. So as we're praising God in faith, thanking him for his provision, thanking him for the things that we've done, found these blessings in his word, which is included in the fullness of them. When we're doing all that and we're praising him for it and claiming it by faith, speaking those things that are not as though they were, claiming it, positive confessions, not just a positive confession, but a positive biblically based confession, then we're doing it, we're drinking in our believing. When we begin to praise God, we have a joy that rises up in us. Strength rising, rises up in us. He, the Holy Spirit begins to strengthen our inner man. And one of the things that comes with strength is joy. Because the Bible says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. So we have we have a joy that, that comes up in but comes up in us. Now we want to minister. Speaking of joy, we want to minister. We want to speak. We want to sing. We want to do everything that we do in the anointing. If you've ever felt the anointing on you, you want that on you. You'd love to have that on you all the time. Feeling the, the anointing is, is like a, a, a manifestation of God's presence in your life. And uh, in Hebrews 1 and 8, it says, uh, in verse 9 as well, it says, But unto the Son, he saith, the throne of God is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore, God, even thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. So Jesus is anointed with the oil of gladness. That word gladness, another word for gladness is joy. So Jesus has an anointing of joy upon his life. So we need an anointing of joy. The more that we begin to praise God and give him glory, drink. When you get to drinking in the physical and you get to drinking some alcohol, you'll see some giggly folks over there. You think Becky's giggly now. I bet if she ever drank some alcohol, she'd be a giggly person. She'd get to laughing about something hurt, especially her and Elizabeth got together. Ain't no stopping. But there's a joy that comes up in you when you begin to drink in the Holy Spirit because you're starting to experience God's goodness. Moses, he said, uh, show me your glory, Lord. Show me your glory. And, and God said, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass by you. You're not going to see my face because nobody can see my face and live. Is the way I understand it. But he said, I'm going to pass by you. You see my hinder parts. And I'll make my goodness pass by you. So Moses saw God's glory. But what he saw was God's goodness. And his goodness was so awesome and so amazing that it made his face glow. It's like all the goodness of God is that awesome. Now, there's some joy that's going to rise up by seeing all that goodness of God. Because one of the things when we see it now, the more we see it in his word, and, and, and then we get in his presence and experience God's glory, then we're seeing that not only is this God's goodness, but this is God's goodness towards me. This is what he's got for me. 
I can be a partaker of all of this. Um, the anointing, it breaks the yoke to bondage. Um, I'm not going to go into all, all of that. Um, it's vital. Vital to our health that we drink on a daily basis. You need to drink some water. That's one of the things they tell you in the uh, the doctors and stuff now. They, they've got recommendations like you need to drink so many glasses of water per day based on your body weight, your size, height, age, something. I don't know at all. I drink a lot of water. Apparently not enough tonight because I'm still thirsty. We had Mexican for lunch. I told I told Sammy and Carol, I said, look, I said, y'all thirsty? I said, no. I said, man, I don't drink every bottle of water I have in my truck and in the car. <laughs> but I was thirsty. You know what you do when you're thirsty? You drink. If you got any sense to you. This feeling of God's goodness, when it's going to, if we're feeling like we have any lack in our lives, if there's any lack we've experienced in our life, it's going to fill and satisfy that lack. Sometimes, ain't nothing like a good glass of cold ice water. Now, so water ain't got no flavor. I don't like water. I want some good cold ice water if I'm thirsty. And if you got lack or I said I'm gonna drink for a little while. I'm gonna get my drink on. So I just I said for your word it has life. I thank you for your for your Holy Spirit. I thank you for so much. And I, I begin to name his blessings and who he is to me and what he is and just begin to praise him out loud. I prayed in the spirit for a little while. My cup was getting full, but I was drinking while it was getting full, and it won't run out. The more I drank, the more kept my, my cup never was getting empty. And he's got a well full of water for us. And it, it I got I got happy. Now, I didn't get drunk, but I got happy. I was drinking. And uh, this New Year's, I encourage you. Have you a drink? Maybe two? Have you three? Might as well get drunk. Everybody else in the world getting drunk. Maybe not everybody, but there's a lot of folks getting drunk. Go ahead and have you a drink from the well of salvation. But uh, I hope y'all got some encouragement tonight. Let's be doers of the word and not just hearers only. And it's for all of us. There's times when I, I told Holly, I said, I said, I've been praying more. I've been in the word more. She said, I can tell. It's got, it does something to you for some. It does something to you. It changes you. This past couple of weeks, I've, I've been in the Word more. I ain't been, I, I like to watch TV. Don't get me wrong. I do. I watch a lot of it sometimes. Nothing wrong with watching TV. But that TV, it ain't feeding me. Like I need, and I need to go to the, to the Word. And I, I've gone to the Word this week, and the scriptures has just been unfolding to me, unfolding and unfolding to me, and I've just been seeing more and more, and God's just been blessing me. And it, it does something on the inside. Them, them rivers is starting to flow. 
and then they got to go somewhere. When they start flowing, they got to go somewhere. Right now, they're going out to y'all. Sometimes they might be going out to Holly. Or when I talk to David, they might be going out to David. But other times, they're just going right back up to God. And I'm just blessing him right as he's blessing me. I laid in the bed last night, and uh, I felt I felt the Lord's presence so strong. I just lay there. I was I was gonna just pray and worship Him for a little bit, and uh, I lay there and I felt heavy, sort of like that heavy. It's like God was was putting that presence on me. It's like here here you go, and I told Him I said while He was. I was experiencing his presence. I said, I, there was a pause, a break. I said, Lord, I said, give me one more hug. Because that's what it was like. He was just loving on me. I said, just one more hug. And I felt another hug. But when we, I was drinking, and he was filling my cup. He was giving me more. And it's, it's giving me a, a, a stern on the inside, but it's giving me a strength. There's a strength. There's a something about my countenance even that's, that's different. The way you look at things, Tyler, we were uh, he had an issue this, this weekend without going into the details of that. But when Holly first told me about it, I was not full of the fullness of God. <laughs> I wasn't ugly or nothing. I was just I was upset. I was like, man, like, but I got in God's presence after that. I talked to her again. I said, it's going to be all right. When I talked to Tyler, I said, hey, I said, it ain't no big deal, bud. I said, it's just just a small bump in the road in the whole scheme of things. It's just a small thing. So we're going to get through this, and it ain't going to be no big deal. God's going to provide for us. And uh, I, I had an opportunity to kind of share with him a little bit about the power of our words. How much of it he got, I don't know. That, that ain't nothing for me to do. That's, that's between him and God. But there's, there's things that, that God wants to do in us, but he can't do in us if we don't have enough life in us to, to do something. But anyway, I'm going to quit talking so I, before I get started again, John. Because if I put that down, I ain't got nothing to guide me, and I'm just going to talk to you. <laughs> All right. If you would, let's stand. Let's have a prayer. Father, thank you. Thank you so much for your word. Thank you that you supply all that we need. You've got our every need supplied for us. You're just waiting for us to receive it. Father, I ask that you open our hearts and our minds to be able to see how to receive. That we'll begin to grasp these things that you share with me and, and that I've shared with them, Father. And that we will just experience the fullness of you, O oh God. And be with us as we depart this week and keep us safe. In Jesus' name, amen.